growing up, my grandmother had a chuck wagon, basically. So she she had those kind of ways, the way that she supported the family and, you know, had income on her own. That's Renato Mario Eziti. He grew up on the Navajo Nation in northern Arizona and identifies as Diné. Mario, as he goes by, has a close relationship with food. He grew up on a farm and learned firsthand from his grandmother and aunts the importance of food. Now he runs a small pop-up restaurant called The Res and Urban Eatery. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. In today's episode, we're answering a Valley 101 listener's question about where to find the best Native American food. Of course, there are some questions around that. How can we answer that question in a fair way? Everyone has different tastes and preferences. And how do you define Native American food? Producer Maritza Dominguez is diving into this for us. In Arizona, there are 21 federally recognized tribes. And in the United States, there are 574, each with their own nuances and own traditions. I spoke with Chef Swanson at Kai Restaurant at Sheridan Grand at Wild Horse Pass. He's been the chef at Kai for nearly six years, focusing on Native American cuisine. When you're looking at Native American cuisine, um, there, it's, there's, it's a wide ranging of dishes and, and family recipes that have been passed on for generations for I mean, we're talking uh, generations, you know, that predate um, maybe maybe a thousand, two thousand years ago. We'll hear more from Swanson later on in the episode. Native American cuisine is in large part based on regions and seasons. Farming and cultivating from the region is important to tribal members like Mario. Planting is, has always been a part of our our nature in a way. Uh, we are stewards in that sense. We are farmers in that sense. But we're also hunters. We're also gatherers. One of the questions I had when researching this episode was, why hasn't Native American food taken off in ways other genres of food have? Why aren't more restaurants highlighting Native American food? One part is, there are so many differences between tribes around the country. However, there is another reason that Mario told me. And there isn't much in terms of like... uh, going out to places to eat on the reservation. I mean, it's, to us, it's a very boring concept, the idea of, like, having to pay to eat. You know, I mean, it's a completely changed the idea of, like, what community is in, in terms of, like, just the fact that you are not preparing food for yourself or by yourself or with your, with your family. There is so much tradition for Mario in preparing food. He told me there's a saying he was always told. Don't make food when you're angry. So there's this sort of like glow, in a sense, you know, there's this purpose for food. For him and his family, the energy and intentions behind cooking food are just as important. When you go to a restaurant, you don't know the person cooking your food or how they're feeling. At the same time, he realizes the importance of having restaurants focusing on indigenous food. It's a way to show presence in the valley. But it is, but it is also like a way to earn a living, and it is a way that also gives us an opportunity to present to people what Native American food is, or was, or could be. There is one dish in Native American cuisine that is recognizable to many in the Southwest. 
That's fry bread. It's a dish that has a devastating and complicated history. But I want to give you some background on that history to better understand why. In 1864, the Navajo were forced by the U.S. government to leave their land and walk roughly 300 miles to Bosque Redondo in New Mexico. It was essentially an internment camp. The government pressured them to assimilate to Western culture, including their food. Many Navajo ate what they grew or gathered. When they arrived to Bosque Redondo, they had nothing to eat. Our people were, were subject to being in prison in Bosco Redondo, they were given like a lot of flour. And wheat flour is different from corn flour. According to Mario's oral history, many try to eat the wheat flour raw. It was a foreign ingredient they had no idea how to cook. After all, they, they figured out that you need to add water to it, that you need to cook it, that you need to cook the flour. Fry bread came out of a time of oppression for the Navajo. By 1868, the Navajo leaders signed a treaty with the United States to return to the four corners of their land. Mario remembers being told how his ancestors felt on the long walk home and the significance it would play. You know, they looked at the mountain and they were crying because they were like happy to go back home. And so that's why we eat this fry bread with salt. For Mario, it's how his ancestors were able to survive. And so from that respect, you know, we were able to, like, you know, maintain ourselves and we're still here. Some other Native American chefs see fry bread as a sign of colonization because the ingredients were forced upon them. Fry bread can be eaten in multiple ways. Some of the more popular ways are with beans, tomatoes, cheese, lettuce, and the optional ground beef. It's often called an Indian taco. There is also the sweet version with honey and powdered sugar. Mario includes fry bread on his menu, and you can find him by following his Facebook page, The Res and Urban Eatery. So that's the long and short of how you start to define Native American food, if there's a definition. Now, how to answer the question of what's the best Native American restaurant in the valley? Again, that's up to everyone's individual tastes. In the restaurant industry, there is one that stands out. Kai Restaurant at Sheridan Grand at Wild Horse Pass. In 2019, Kai was added to La Liste, a renowned restaurant ranking list from France. Kai Restaurant is influenced by the Pima and Maricopa tribes. I asked Swanson why he decided to focus on indigenous food. It just seemed fascinating, um, a restaurant just down the road from where I, I grew up, essentially, and they were using ingredients from the indigenous community, which I knew nothing about at the time. I mean, I grew up just 10 minutes away from where the restaurant sits, and um, I never knew anything about it, which I'm ashamed to admit, but, you know, that uh, that's just the facts. You know, not too many people know about it. He was shocked at how much he could learn about Native American communities and their food here in Arizona. What really shocked me is when people mostly fly in the, the desert, they see a, a bare landscape. That's what they think. And for, you know, the tribal community that I work for, they see um, endless potential, endless potential for ingredients and, um, and stories and culture that has just been 
that goes back hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. He said he's learning every day, trying or experimenting with something new. And collaborating with others in the community allows Swanson the opportunity for his menu to evolve. In 2019, he collaborated on a menu with Ramona Farms. That's a farm located on the Gila River Indian Reservation. There, they grow traditional indigenous food. Swanson started to build a partnership with them. It's been huge for, uh, for me. Any chef will tell you working with the farmer is a dream. And working with uh, a farmer that has access to these types of ingredients that have been around for, like I said before, you know, thousands of years. Eating at Kai is a fine dining experience. It's a small restaurant that creates an intimate setting. There are large windows that overlook the desert and southwestern-themed art on the walls. It's a good place to just come, learn, and enjoy a good time with the, you know, the people that you love. And, uh, yeah, and just kind of just be open, open to, uh, you know, I guess have an exploration kind of mind and, and just be open to what the experience is about to be and the journey. I asked Swanson how it felt to see Kai be recognized as a top culinary destination in the world. And it's just, it's meant a lot. Um, But we always try to enjoy those moments when we do, but then we always just try to keep an eye eye forward in the future. And I remember what got us there was the hard work. For him, it's important to continue working with the communities around him by creating an open dialogue to gain a better understanding of what Native American cuisine is. So I think if we keep exploring that past and then using these ingredients, I I think we'll have a better idea of what actual Arizona cuisine truly should be. Um, And uh, and I think that would be a a good first step for many chefs to kind of of, uh, look at that, you know, within the valley. Hey listeners, it's me, Kayla again. Thanks again to our listener for submitting this question to us. It's always great to dive into the culinary world here in the Valley. Maritza, what are some other Native American restaurants in the Valley? There's Fry Bread House. It's a James Beard award-winning restaurant located on 7th Avenue and south of Camelback Road. Or you can try out Emerson Fry Bread. It's a food truck known for its roasted mutton sandwiches and steamed corn stew. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Native American culture or food trends in the Valley, make sure to submit a question to us at valley101.azcentral.com. If you're a regular listener of our show, please consider supporting it by subscribing to azcentral.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week.